Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Meanwhile, here's Gramatica. Romo holds. 19-yard field goal attempt. Oh, it is fumbled by Romo, and then Romo's going to run to the end zone, and he's going to get tackled by Jordan Babineau. Amazing. Amazing indeed, Al Michaels. That play was one of the greatest. Like to watch that play live was just the best. The absolute best, because that was, if you remember, that was the first year that Tony Romo started playing quarterback for the Cowboys. He had been this new phenomenon because I guess it was Drew Bledsoe was got again. He got injured and Tom Brady took his job in New England. He goes to Dallas. He gets injured. Tony Romo takes his job in Dallas and they go to the playoffs. But Romo and at that time it was regular. and, And it's funny how the league always changes. It used to be that the backup quarterback was always the holder. If you remember here in Philly, Coy Detmer was the greatest holder that's ever been. So Tony Romo was holding the ball on that play, even though he was the starting quarterback because he had been the holder all year long, and then he blows it. It was like, there's no way. This was too good. Tackled at the goal line, and Dallas loses. I mean, not in the Eagles rivalry, but, man, that's something that when you think of Dallas, that play is absolutely unforgettable and just perfect. Everything about it is is timeless. And I will always enjoy that play. And we're we're going to continue talking about Dallas here because it is Dallas week and we're talking about the rivalry. What makes this rivalry special to you? Why do you care? Why is it Dallas week for you? For me it's Jerry Jones. It's always been about Jerry Jones, will always be about Jerry Jones for as long as he owns the team. Because I just don't like the guy. I don't like the guy. I don't like the people that he regularly signs. I don't like the way he conducts himself. And now the way that he's making a mess of things with the league, it's a lot of fun to watch because he just looks like a fool. But I don't like him. It is a problem for the league. And I ultimately, I do like the NFL and I want it to be normal again. Jerry Jones isn't helping that. So I will hate Jerry, always hate Jerry, want nothing to do with him, love to see the Cowboys lose because it means Jerry loses. It's wonderful. It's a great feeling. Nothing better than sad Jerry Jones in the booth. But the other thing is too, and and we had a Dallas Cowboys fan call in last segment, you might have missed it, and he mentioned an out-of-date argument that a lot of people love to use. Rings. How many rings you got? Huh? How many rings? Oh, you don't have any rings? Oh. Oh, well, that's an original argument. Thank you very much. But here's the thing about the rings argument and why it's stupid. It's 20 years ago. And sure, history is nice. And it's fun to talk about history, especially if you were someone that was there. And, you know, say you saw the Phillies win the World Series in the 80s. Great. Sixers win championships. If you saw it, great. Good for you. Remember those things and cherish them. It's an entertainment business. That's what football is. That's why you watch. You want to see good plays. You want to see good storylines. 
You want to see good games? It's entertainment. Entertain me. Dallas hasn't won in 20 years. They'd only been to the playoffs, what, twice? And they lost? So, for Dallas, being what they've been over the last 20 years, not all that entertaining. Really not a good team. So, you know what? You can sit on those rings if you want, but no one's talking about and no one feels happy about the fun they had 20 years ago. They're wondering about whether they had fun now. How is the team now? And you know what? Right now, Dallas, especially now that Zeke is suspended, not that good. They're a solid team with them, and they're, they're a possible wild card team with them. Not that good right now. And the Eagles are amazing. I think this game is just going to be such a blowout, and I'm so excited for it. Because, again, it's a chance to stick it in Jerry Jones' old, sagging, miserable face. It will be great. Let's talk to Steve in Tampa about the game. What's up, Steve? Good morning. How you doing, Vince? I am living the dream, my friend. It's Dallas week. Yes, it is. And I'm glad Embiid had his game last night so we can now talk Dallas and Eagles. Um, you, you know, your, your Dallas caller mentioned something about uh, Zeke's not playing. And it's, you know, well, if Zeke would have taken his six-game suspension back in September, then he'd be illegal to play. He'd be okay to play now. He's the one that caused him to miss the game or his attorneys or whoever was advising him. Now that he's given up his appeal, it gives Goodell even more power than he had before. So, I mean, that argument is, is, is not an argument at all. He's the one that continued the appeal all the way, and now he gave up the appeal. So he looks stupid, too. Well, you know what the thing is with Zeke? Uh, the case is so interesting because he's really a pawn. Uh, he's been a pawn in what's the bigger battle between the Players Association and the league. Because, like, Goodell has all this power, and the and the Players Association doesn't want him to have this power, even though they signed the contract that gave him all of this power. Exactly. And, so, and so that's why Zeke's been doing this fighting, because the Players Association wants him to win. And, and they just had to so take it changed? to this extreme. What well, changed the players or the union's mind? Well, I think it got to the point where they were getting to such desperate lengths and the story had carried on so long and it just felt you'd figure also the time and money and resources being put into this thing and for Zeke as mm-hmm. well, he'd want to be back for the playoffs. So right. I think all of those factors carried in. Like if Zeke was missing playoff games because of the suspension, then it's a really big deal. So for them to quash it now, I, I think they just decided it was in the best interest. Yeah, they were getting near the the point of no return as far as the players were concerned. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'd like to see more events. I'd like to see if, if the Eagles blow out the Cowboys or if it's close and NBC shows a picture of Jerry Jones as the Eagles win the game in the last minute of the game or something like that. And he's, he's on the field. And uh, I, I don't know which is but I don't think it was a blowout. I don't think NBC is going to show a picture of him of Jerry Jones. They're just going to show Lurie. Uh, and I'd like to see Jones when the Cowboys lose, lose big or lose little. I, I don't know what the difference is, but I, I don't know which I'd like to enjoy more. Well, yeah. See Jerry Jones you know loses. I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I just love like they've, cause Jerry's always got his family around him when he's in the, in his owner's box. And just to see the whole family just sad around him. is like, 
It's the best. I, I get such a kick out of that every single but time. But you don't, you don't think if they're losing bad, you don't think NBC's going to show a picture of them, do you? They might not. Uh, the only way I think they'll show, because I, if I remember correctly, there was it got to a point where they were directed by the NFL to not do it. So I would wonder oh, if really? Jerry. Yeah, I, I, I think I so. That. I think so, because what happened is, you know, Jerry looks bad in those cases, and so they don't want the owners looking bad. And so maybe Jerry complained and then, the, the televi- television companies hear about it and it gets shut down. But the wow. other, but here's the thing, Stephen. This might be what changes it. Now that Jerry is such a big story with the league, and it's an unignorable story because it's all over ESPN that they sent a letter to him and they're talking about kicking him out. They're going to oh, have really? to show him. A, oh, yeah, it's it's really bad. And and I can get into that in a couple of minutes for you. But, Jeez. yeah, the, the, the Jerry Jones situation is monumentally horrible right now and so he's wow. he's such a big story that they have to show him a couple of times they have to talk about him a couple of times and at the I, end of the one, game like probably one other thing before i leave what what do you think's going to be of the next game can you wait for Embiid playing the next game against golden state can you really think what he's going to do well you know him versus draymond is a fun matchup I don't, when do they play? Do you know when they play that? Is it tomorrow night or tonight? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm going to have uh, Kevin Keene, who's producing. He's going to look uh, that up. I'm, o- I'm always enjoy, bad with those I dates. You, I enjoy you on the radio a lot. I got to go. Hey, well, appreciate it, Steve, as always. Now, one thing I got to – oh, would you, do you have the date for the game here? So tomorrow night at 730 is going to be when the when the Sixers and that's and that's not Friday night you're saying right you're saying Saturday yeah okay so you always got to you always got to make sure it's right when you're at this hour of the evening so okay so Saturday at 7:30 you'll get to see the Warriors and and that will be a fun one because Embiid and I, I meant to get to him earlier I mean man he is just playing spectacular basketball right now. And he, he said he, himself he's only at 69%. I don't know why he came up with that number. <laughs> they asked him at 50. And he was like, I think I'm going to say 59. Like, he, he sounded like he was going to say something in the 50. They're like, oh, I, I don't know, uh, 69. But if he's doing that, like 46 points, seven rebounds, seven blocks, like all the stuff that he or no, it was like 14 rebounds, seven assists, and seven blocks. If he's doing that otherworldly stuff, man, at 69%, wait till he's at 100. Now, the thing real quick with Jerry Jones, you might not have seen this. I've been following it very closely because it just brings the greatest joy to my heart. Jerry Jones, over the last couple of weeks, has made a huge stink about not getting Roger Goodell an extension. It clearly has to do with the fact that Zeke is getting suspended six games and Zeke is Jerry's guy. So what's happened as a result of all of that? Jerry Jones, for first, he forced himself onto the committee that gives Goodell a contract. Now, he's been kicked off of that committee. And to take it further, the league sent him a letter that said, you're committing conduct detrimental to the league, which we've heard that phrase before, and I believe that's why Zeke is technically suspended, is conduct detrimental to the league. And what's so good about it is, by giving that specific cause for why Jerry is a problem. Goodell is personally the guy in charge of giving Jerry Jones a punishment. So Goodell could come up with whatever punishment he wants for Jerry Jones, which could be fines. It could be draft picks. Uh, maybe you do the you know classic medieval. You put him in the stock with his arms and his head locked out, and people can just come by and throw tomatoes at him. I don't know. He could do whatever he wants. 
He's the commissioner. He's established that power quite clearly. So, yeah, Jerry is a complete mess. And on top of all of that, if that wasn't enough, Jerry Jones now has owners and multiple owners talking about kicking him out of the NFL entirely, forcing him to sell the team. It's getting that bad right now. Honestly, long story short, here's the deal with Jerry Jones. He's too old. He's too old. He's crazy. He's just lost his mind. Some people can keep it together when they're older and, and you know, they age gracefully. Jerry Jones, not that guy, it seems. It's, it's just a gut thing. You, you look and you see the way he's conducting himself this year. I mean, Jerry's nuts. He's getting Papa John to insult the league. It's, like, it's crazy what this guy's doing right now. And I think we're seeing Al Davis all over again. Which, hey, if you're an Eagles fan, you want to see Jerry Jones become Al Davis. Because it means he's going to run the team like crap for the next however long. However long he hangs on for. Hey, give me a bad Dallas team. Give me a crazy Jerry. I'm all about it. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. If you want to join the show on Twitter, well, then you can do it at It's Vince Quinn. And I'd love to hear from you. I am Vince Quinn. Happy to be here with you till 2. Big Daddy Graham is coming up then. Now, We'll continue the rivalry conversation. And and what I want to know from you is what makes this rivalry special? Why do you care about Dallas Week? Or does it mean anything to you? And if you don't appreciate Dallas Week, I'd love to hear from you as well. Maybe you think this whole thing is overrated. Well, why? So we'll have all of that. And the other thing is, we all know Lane Johnson is good. And, And not just that he's good. He's really good. Lane Johnson is great. But he's actually even better than you thought. And I'll tell you why that's coming up next. That Dak Prescott getting a little bit exposed, by the way. Now that Zeke is not in the lineup, and hey, it feels good to me. Feels like another win. Eagles get the chance to go to nine. Wow, nine and one. Ten or eleven weeks into the season. That would just be amazing. And it feels really likely. So, how do you feel? Going into this week, rivalry, you know, this big Eagles, Cowboys, Dallas week mess. <laughs> We're smashing a car for charity, <laughs> which I didn't know that WIP is doing that. I think it's awesome. You get to smash a Dallas car for charity, man. Yeah, why not? Sign me up. I'll hit right in the center of the star. Like uh, like T.O. did before he was a Cowboy. Remember that? T.O. scores a touchdown for the 49ers, runs to the center of the field, 50 yards down the field, and just, ah, like right there in the middle of the star, just putting his arms out. Guys came over and hit him. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. All right, well, let's continue the conversation. We're talking about Dallas week, and what is it about Dallas? Why Dallas? Why this rivalry? What, what gets you amped up for it? Why are you excited for it? 888-729-9494, pound 9494. I'm Vince Quinn, and we're talking with Dave in Cherry Hill. Dave, what is it about this rivalry for you? Hey, first off, I got to say that Jerry Jones has – I was uh, in the U.S. Army, and I went to Ranger School, and I was lucky enough to get sent to uh, a Marine sniper school. Mm-hmm. And six out of ten of those guys in those schools are from Texas. So Jerry Jones is working on a completely different scale that – they have to abide by like uh, 
a much different level than we do here in the Northeast. Wait, but much different level how? In that it's just ingrained in the individual to do all they can for the flag in Texas, for the country, and for their neighbor, and for their... It's just, it's... If you were ever in the elite schools that I've been to, that you would know that it's just... it's You won't run into people from Philadelphia, New Jersey, like I'm from, from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, born and raised. You won't run into those people but, at those type of schools. But are you saying that Jerry is a guy that does a lot of, like, good things and is, is great for the no, community? No, he's... He's forced to play a hand that we couldn't really comprehend from here. He's as far as the American flag goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not quite comprehending it. So what else is on your mind? Well, that's not even what I really want to talk about. But <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Yeah. So as I've grown older, like I've I I was born and raised obviously Eagles. I was an elected child, the youngest of five. So I pride myself on that. And I was forced to watch. I mean, I just watched the Eagles because they were the, the the local broadcast, and I loved them. You know, I loved everything about Reggie White, Randall Cunningham, Jerome Brown, all those guys. But now, as I grow older, I kind of see why my friends, who I thought I respected, rooted for the the Cowboys because just watching like Trump, the cult, the cultural phenomenon that takes over a nation, so many people want to deny. You know. It's just like as an art, I write books for a living. Okay. Nowadays, so are they uh, children's just, books or what? <laughs> I'm kidding. They're what? not with crayons, so you might not enjoy them. Yeah, I, I'm. But I got a third grade reading comprehension, so that's why I yeah. speak instead of read for a living. No, no, they're all for disabled vets. It all goes or not. It's all for profit, for you know, to help people. <laughs> okay. That are not as fortunate as me. But I just respect that there's a cultural phenomenon that attracts people to certain things. That we all hate, you know, and is why, and I know the Cowboys are just hateable, you know, and I trust me, I hate them. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, as you grow older, you want to know why do people like that? And a lot of why we like just ignorantly hate things is what leads people to love things that we otherwise would think it's disgusting. I got to tell you, I drink at this time of hour, and I'm usually on my health in the bar, so I apologize for that. Hey, well, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> well, Dave, I, I appreciate the call, man. Uh, you, you bring up an interesting point with the idea of uh, people will love things that, that some people hate just kind of to, to hop on that bandwagon and play the instigator. I, I get that. I was the middle child as a kid. Surprise, surprise. I know. Now, for me, I, I would constantly, when I was younger, I mean, I would, I would just bug my brother all the time. You kidding me? My older brother? I had so much fun just pissing him off as much as I could. It was fun. Whatever he was in, oh, well, nope, you're a Penn State fan. Well, uh, sorry, I'm rooting for Virginia Tech today. Deal with it, bud. You know, like, I, I just wanted to get under his skin. It just, like, he's my brother and I love him. But at the same time, it was just great to see him, like, clench his fists in rage and be like, why you son of a, you know, there, there is something to that. Uh, no doubt about it. And that's for some, I'm not saying it's all Cowboys fans, but there are a number, especially the local ones where that is a factor. There's no doubt about it. Now let's talk to an actual living, breathing Cowboys fan as well. We got Jerry and Medford on the line. What's up, Jerry? 
Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Love the show, man. Yeah. Um, now, is is it Dallas week, like, or is it is it Philly week for you, Jerry? <laughs> How do you feel about this? Um, it is. It, it is. Um, well, first of all, I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I just got to say, like, that the last dude, I, I I don't know if he was supporting the cow. Like, the, the <laughs> I don't, I don't know where I, he was going, I, man. I, that, that confused that. It me, was but. interesting, but yeah, I don't know where he was going. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think this uh, it definitely is. I mean, it's, it's, it, it kind of reminds me. Uh, I mean, I, like I I've lived around here for for a long time, and I uh, went to high school out here, and kind of reminds me of like. Uh, you know, like that rivalry week in high school, like it feels exactly the same way, like right around Thanksgiving down here in South Jersey, like, you know, that, right. You know, when, when you're all week, you're looking forward to playing that, that rival high school, the, the crosstown rivals that you hate. Um, it feels exactly the same way. It's like the adult version. Well, yeah, yeah, and is that what does it for you? Is that is that why this this game and these weeks is is that why it matters to you? Like, what is it about this matchup? It's so cool. Uh, I think it's, it's crazy because, um, I mean, I think that I'm the reason, like, not me, but. Um, <laughs> no, it's you, you specifically, know, the local, Jerry. <laughs> the local, you know, like the local Cowboys fan. Um, I mean, I was listening to the show earlier, um, one of the shows earlier on the station that um, they were talking about that. Like, you know, like out there in, in Dallas, the, the fans out there in Dallas, like I, I went out there a couple of times for a couple of Eagles Cowboys games out there. And um, it's not the same, you know, it's, it's not the same at all. Like they're not even thinking about, you know, they, I mean, they think about Philly, but this is nowhere near like it is here. You know, like, you know, li- living out here, like I go to work and I know that, you know, I know like on, on Monday morning, if Dallas loses, like I know it's going to be a hell of a day. Like I'm just going to hear it from all sides when I get to work, yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, and vice versa. So, I mean, that, you know, that, that, that fuels it even more. Like I'm watching on Sunday night, just like, Oh my God, like, come on, man. Like I, I can't go into work if they lose this game. Like, come on, let's go, let's go. You know, and, and and it's all year long, you know, it's all year long. And that, that fuels it, you know, that makes it even better. It makes it, makes it so much more fun. I, I, I'm actually, I'm happy to be a Cowboys fan in the area because it makes, it makes watching football so much more fun for me. Well, see, and you know, Jerry, a lot of people give Cowboys fans a lot of crap and I, I do it sometimes too. But, hey, look, sometimes you guys deserve it. Now, the thing is, though, it, it it does make it a lot more fun that there's Cowboys fans in town because if, if you're just yelling at the thin air, like, there's no rivalry with the Miami Dolphins because there's no Dolphins fans here. So you can't be like, oh, yeah, suck at Dolphins fans. You don't see any. You don't talk to any. Like, having guys like you around does make the rivalry better, whether, whether people want to acknowledge that or not. That's the thing. It's so cool. Like, um, it's weird because I'm a, I mean, I'm, I'm a Philly fan with every sport except for football, which is really, I know it's kind of weird, but, um, you know, like, so I, you know, I was a Phillies fan, um, you know, Sixers, Flyers, I don't really watch hockey that much, but I yeah, not, not many people do, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so like, you know, during that world series run, like I was, you know, I was all on board and I was, you know, at all the bars with everybody cheering with everybody, you know, so it, it, it's weird. It's, it's cool. Cause it's like on one side, on one sport, you know, I was able to be with everybody and, and cheer with everyone and, and get that feel of how it is when, you know, when you're with the, you know, the, 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 the town favorite, but then, you know, for football, it's like I get to I get to be the rival, I get to be the hated enemy, and and that that has its own, you know, that has its own fun to it, you know. Um, you know, I I don't I don't know if I would have as much fun if I was an Eagles fan, you know, like go you know going out going out <laughs> to the bars and, and and hanging out with friends and you know like me and my friend on Madden, like we wouldn't even be able to play Madden because we both want to pick the same team, you know, like 
you know, yeah. we, we love, you know, Cowboy, I'm Cowboys, he's the Eagles when we play Madden, and, and we, we have our own little rivalry, and it, it just, you know, it just makes it so much more fun, you know, like, it, so, you know, so I, I, I love it. Um, and yeah, I, and you should, like, that's yeah. that's what makes this fun in part, like, sure, it's the players, and sure, for me, it's Jerry Jones and being like, screw that guy, but also, it is it is the guys in your neighborhood that you know, that you grew up with, that you hang out with, and you're just like, you know what, man, screw you this Sunday, like, we're best <laughs> friends, but get the hell out of my house. And, and I will say real quick, just because uh, everybody always wonders, everybody always has to ask, you know, like, how do you be, how are you a Cowboys fan in the area, you know, like, I feel like every Cowboys fan has to explain themselves, so it just... Just real quick, it was just, you know, I was a product of the early 90s, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like six, of course. You know, like that typical story that everybody knows. Um, and But the problem was my, my dad's an Eagles fan, but my, my, my uncles, they're all Cowboys fans. And, you know, I'm a little kid during that time, and, I you know, I had a Randall Cunningham, uh, you know, that little Randall Cunningham outfit, uniform that, with the helmet and everything that you could put on and stuff. I was one of those little kids. But then – um. But then that, it was that one year when the, the Cowboys beat the Eagles in the playoffs. And, and that, as a little kid, that crushed me. It, like, devastated me. <laughs> and, and my uncles are right there next to me, and they're sitting there cheering and cheering. And they're like, come on, jump on the bandwagon, jump on the bandwagon. And I was, you know, a little kid, loved my uncles. I was like, all right, I'll cheer with you guys for the next week or so, see, you know, see what it's like, you know. And I, I cheered and cheered, and they went, you know, they went to the Super Bowl. They won. I'm watching all of them jumping up and down and stuff. I'm like, wow. I'm like, this is this is fun. This is, you know. <laughs> so then I switched. And then at that point, I got too too old to switch back. You know, like I wasn't going to, you know, I got older. I wasn't going to, you know, flip-flop back, you know, back after I, you know, said I was a Cowboys fan. So, yeah. So that, I've just been stuck, you know. Yeah, that's how it is for a lot of people. The same guy who called in earlier, the other, the only other Cowboys fan that's called this show said the same thing. He's just like, man, it's just, it's too late now. I don't know. Old dog, yeah. new tricks, I guess. Yeah. And I, and I will just say, I will, I mean, I think this week, I mean, you you know, I'm I'm an objective, you know, unbiased fan as much as I can be as a fan. But um, you know, I think you know, you guys this year. I mean, you guys are in, playing in, in incredible on like a freaking un, ungodly level right now. And Carson Wentz is the truth. So uh, so that's tough to say. That hurts it hurts so much to say that. <laughs> oh, it's music to my ears, man. <laughs> so you know, I definitely definitely give you guys. I mean, I'm not. Ex- I, I'm I'm not even really that excited about the game itself this week because uh, I mean, believe I I believe it it could possibly be a blowout. You know, but but um you know but you know cross my fingers. You know, anything happens, a rivalry game. You know, things get you know things can get you know dirty and you know hard fought, but. You know, but I you're going to lose, Jerry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can be as hopeful as you want. You're losing this game on Sunday, man. We're taking it. I got no Fair doubt enough, in my mind. Hey, well, I appreciate the call. You take it easy, man. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks a lot. There we go. That's that's the best Cowboys fan I think I've ever talked to. I'm I'm a fan of Jerry officially. He's he's in my corner now. I I got to mention uh, one of the things that's so great about the Eagles Cowboys rivalry because you hear it from all of these people. And Jerry just mentioned it during the call. You might have missed it. That people in Dallas, that live in Dallas, do not treat this rivalry remotely the same way that we do here. This is a totally different beast. Like, this is, imagine uh, going to a, a pizza shop in Dallas and getting an order of wings. And then imagine Wing Bowl. Like, that's that's really what it is. That's how different the culture, the environment, the intensity 
of the whole rivalry is. And that's so crazy and fascinating at the same time. Like I had a, when I was in college, there was a time, it was like a Tuesday night and the world series was on and me and a couple of my buddies were, we're getting together. We get in the guy's crappy dorm room and we're just hanging out. Like we're just, uh, you know, we're having like a beer. And then this other guy walks in and he's got two forty strapped to his hands. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to play Edward 40 hands. It's like, dude, we're not even close to that level right now. Like you got to tone it down. <laughs> But but that's how it is here. Like we, I got a forty in both hands right now, and I'm ready to go, baby. It's Dallas week. Like it's it's that kind of crazy intensity, which makes it so much more fun. And so you know what? Maybe the Dallas fans that are up here, like you, might be getting the best experience out of this than everyone prior to the game, because Dallas fans in Dallas aren't aren't getting that same experience. And for Eagles fans, like most people are Eagles fans, so. You know, we're all just agreeing with each other all the time. Do you think Wentz is good? Yes, I think Wentz is good. I think he's quite good. What about you? Oh, yes, absolutely. He's wonderful. Like, there's no there's no interesting conversation there. But for you as a Dallas fan, everywhere you go and every place that you're at, like, people are going to always say, oh, man, you can't wear that jersey. You can't wear that hat. Just funny how this rivalry stuff works. It's it's really incredibly fascinating. So, yeah, that's that's the Dallas Cowboys rivalry and and we're we've been talking about it because as you've been hearing all through today and you'll hear it all the way up to Sunday four days of the pregame show that that's what it is we're talking about the rivalry so how do you feel about Dallas week what is it about Dallas that makes this rivalry so good or or why you hate Dallas so much let me know 888-729-9494 Pound 9494. I'm Vince Quinn. You can also join the show on Twitter. Would love to hear from you there at It's Vince Quinn. Now, I will get you some Lane Johnson information next because, wow, I mean, what this guy is doing this year is just so above and beyond what we would expect. And even from a guy who's playing as well as he's been playing, it's it's really remarkable. So we got to talk about Lane Johnson. And also, I am going to make this year the best Christmas you will ever have. Don't go anywhere. Wow. I I saw some of the, uh, the Steelers-Titans game tonight, and Brent Musburger just tweeting out some fire in the last couple of minutes. Yo, NBC Sports, great job on intimate portrait of Steelers game. Casual fans don't give a bleep where the safeties are positioned. Ratings are tied to fans, not future coaches. Wow, Brett Musburger, bring the heat. Did not, I mean, uh, there was a there was an episode of How I Met Your Mother where they I think they said nothing good happens after two a.m. And when it comes to Twitter, almost nothing good happens after midnight. Just don't don't do it. That's. That's Brett Musburger. I'm going to retweet that if you want to just see it yourself. Uh, at It's Vince Quinn if you want to follow me. Now, we've been talking about the Eagles, and it's Dallas week and the rivalry. And there's a lot of things to be excited about with that. Uh, one of the things that I'm excited about is Lane Johnson. Because this guy, over the course of the season, has been phenomenal. I'm just going to name a couple of people that he's faced on his side of the line, regularly snap in and snap out as the left or the right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's the names. 
Justin Houston, who's with the Chiefs. Ryan and Kerrigan with the Skins, who he's faced twice. Jason Pierre-Paul. Julius Peppers. And Von Miller. All very good pass rushers in their own right. Lane Johnson has shut all of them down. It's really impressive. And it's so important that to not have to worry about premier pass rushers in the NFL. One of the most important things that you look for when you're building a team because Lane Johnson shuts them down. It's great. And going into this Sunday, one of the best players that Dallas has is Demarcus Lawrence. And he's a defensive end that if you think of Brandon Graham last year, that's kind of Demarcus Lawrence. Just eye-popping, generating a lot of sacks, playing all over the place. Wonderful stuff. Well, Lane Johnson gets Demarcus Lawrence and odds are he's going to shut him down. Dallas needs that guy to be really successful for them to win the game. Lane Johnson's telling them they're not winning the game. And and I am I'm geeked out to see that. It, it's going to be a lot of fun and if DeMarcus Lawrence stays, that could be another great rivalry that we see. Lawrence versus Johnson, week in, week out for the next, you know, eight years. Why not? I'm all about that. G- give me the fun rivalries. It's just, man, this Eagle season has just been so great. And to finally, like, to have a season that's been this great and they haven't played Dallas and ideally even beaten Dallas yet, I think they win this game and, and win it handily. It's just what a great ride it's been. And, Let's talk to Nancy and Chester about it. Hello, yes, Nancy. Yes, the mighty Quinn. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, yes, yes. I cannot believe. But I'm a little bit scared. I'm going to tell you I'm scared. Well, I've got to scared. Ask you a, I've got to ask you a question. Okay. Why is it that every time the Eagles, if they win the toss, why do they defer? You've got to give these people this edge. Give you, give people the edge. Like, uh, yeah, you have to, the, they have to, they have to, the offense has to... Um, Try try to instead of sitting let the defense do it first. Do you agree with me? Uh, wait, sorry, I, I I missed the the first part of the statement, so I'm I'm a little lost, and that's my fault. Why is it that every time the Eagles, if even if they win the toss, why do they defer? Oh well, you know, a lot of teams do that now because here's the idea of deferring. Uh, the point is that basically the beginning of the game isn't as important as the second half of the game, so. Teams are willing to give the ball to the other team early because the idea is they'll control the ball at the beginning of the second half. And you know what the situation is. You felt teams out. And uh, it's just it's a better advantage to control the ball later in the game than it is to control it at the very beginning of the game. And you're right about Lane Johnson. It seems that last year when he wasn't playing, they, oh, they lost all those games. He came back the last two games of the year and they won. So he's yeah, he's quite good. He's but and Carson Wentz, of course, is is really, really. I mean, I don't remember a quarterback that has been that good for the Eagles for so many years. Honestly, I think he's. I I love Donovan. I think he's better than Donovan. Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I then I really think that what you say about Jerry Jones, I really that was really cute. I mean, pomposity. Whew, you know, boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, he lives that life. And it's terrible. I mean, taking advantage of and uh, things like this, yeah. But I'm really afraid because, like I said, they were off for a week. It's going to depend on, well, now we've got three of the uh, injured players back, and they lost three of theirs. So it's going to depend on that, right? 
Yeah, uh, they they lost a, a couple of players, and and the players that Dallas lost, they're all big ones. They left. A, yes. They lost Zeke, who's who's everything mm-hmm. to them. They lost their left tackle, which is so important to them. They lost their middle linebacker. All these really important players that uh, that, that for them and the way that they're built, it, they're just not going to be able to handle it. I don't think it's it's a huge loss for them and for the Eagles. They filled the holes nicely enough. And we've got Zach Ertz back now, and Darby's coming back. Uh, yeah, Ertz is healthy. Darby's coming back, and but then now they got Alshon out. Now, what's the deal with that? It was he didn't practice much today. They yeah, said. Alshon said he's going to play Sunday. Oh, good, uh, good. I'm not sure how healthy he'll be when he's playing. It's it's an ankle injury, but he said he's been dealing with it. And usually, uh, and, and also with Alshon, he's not everything for the Eagles offense. So even if he's not 100, percent I don't think it's a huge loss. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, we'll just have to keep praying, hope they win because you know, boy. Well, you won't Nine have to pray too hard, good. Nancy. I think it's uh I think we're in a, in a pretty good look this week. Thank you very much. It's good to talk to you. Hey, absolutely. Good to talk to you as well. Now, uh one thing I want to get out here because once it hits Halloween, like it or not, it's the holiday season. And so what you have to do at this point to make it the best holiday season that you can possibly have. Little piece of advice. Make your list now, right now, if you haven't done it already, of what you want for Christmas or Hanukkah or just the holidays, however you celebrate it. Because here's something that I used to do pretty regularly. It would always be, well, you know, I don't really want anything, and so you don't have to buy me anything. It's fine. Just get me, you know, uh, maybe a new sweater or something. I wear a lot of sweaters. I'm a very cool, hip, young guy. Uh, So... Give me a couple of sweaters and maybe a video game or something, and I'm good. And and that would be it. But then I would get all these gifts that I don't necessarily want, and it's not a huge surprise because I, I never told anybody what I really wanted for Christmas. So I, I got what I deserved. And you feel bad because people are spending money they shouldn't and all this stuff. It's just write yourself a Christmas list and do it now. It gives more people time to shop, and you're going to be happier, and the people that give you the gift will be happier because you'll actually like the gift rather than being like, Oh, yes, more socks. This is wonderful. You Thank are you so, so much. wrong, Assface. Hi, Spignetti Graham. Hey, how uh, did you no, know my name was actually you, Assface? You're not supposed to write a list. Yes, you are. No, your yes. your loved ones should know you well enough inside and out if they're truly, you know, your family and friends, girlfriend, wife, whatever, that they should, the fun is in them trying to decide what you would like. Now, granted, socks is a horrible gift from anybody, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, your loved ones should know what Vince is into and what Vince really likes and get a gift along those lines. You making a list, go buy it yourself. No, the list is good. No, the list is good because here's the thing. They might know what I want or they might know what I like. For example, the sweaters. I wear sweaters all the time. Yeah, I saw that Eagle sweater you had on. Oh, it's a great sweater. I'll I'll make sure to wear that again when I come in next week. No, please. Oh, yeah, you got it. But uh, the thing is, I've got a lot of sweaters. So maybe I don't need any more sweaters as much as I like them and they've given them as me as gifts before. How hard is that to do? And there's just a spread, you know, one sentence. No sweaters. I don't care what you get me, but no sweaters. That's it. I'm just saying a list. Well, yeah. You can go out and get what's on that list yourself. Well, you can't. And I, he, well, here's the thing about the list, too. I, I wouldn't treat the list as a concrete buy me all of these things. 
the, the way I would say is here's a couple of things that I'm interested in. And this gives you the ballpark of like what I'm looking for. Maybe, you know, you're interested in going to see a concert. So uh, my parents before have gotten me gift certificates to Helium Comedy Club. And that way I could go and pick whatever show I wanted because they weren't sure about the comedians and whatever. Like it was a great gift. And I, I kind of pointed them in the in the loose direction stop, and they figured stop, it out. Stop, 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 Back to the helium thing. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to go that route, and then it sounds like neat, you, you, you like going to that club, cash. I'm, I'm not a believer in gift cards either. To me, if I'm getting somebody a gift card, whether it would be the helium, whether it be to the zoo, whether it be to uh, uh, whatever, cash. That's what a gift card is. It's cash. I, it's There's no thought behind that. Well, there that is. Must, there's w- no thought behind cash, but there no, is thought well, behind th- a gift card. Correct. That's why I don't do either. I don't, if I'm going to do a gift card, then I'm doing cash. That's the ultimate gift card. It's it's You can now go to Helium with that cash if you want to. Or, you know, blow it on Colt 45, by the way. Did you say... Edward, <laughs> what was it? Edward one hand. Edward forty hands. That is, I'd never heard that. Oh, it's a great is, game. Is that a thing just amongst yourselves? Is that a really popular game everywhere? It's popular enough, or at least it was when I was playing it. You know, Love regularly. That. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Forty. Yeah, you you duct tape forties to to each of your hands. You can't take off the. You can't take off <laughs> either forty until they're both done. That's beautiful. Oh, uh, beautiful is a I, word. I uh, love that. It's really great, <laughs> and it's funny because. Uh, I, I write the back page of this uh, magazine called South Jersey Mag. And uh, and this is probably like my fifth year writing for them. So I've done a lot of, you know, when I write the December article, it's usually around the holidays. And I haven't done Christmas movies, uh, like my favorite Christmas movies. But then I started it and I went, you know what? This is boring. Everybody, I've read other lists of the great Christmas movies. So I wanted to, I think I'm going to concentrate on movies that have a little bit of Christmas in it and never thought of as a Christmas movie. And Edward Scissorhands has those white artificial uh, trees, those pink artificial trees inside that house. And I always dug those trees. I know the Godfather has a, a, a wonderful Christmas moment in with Al Pacino coming out of Radio City Music Hall. And I, that's where I think, but to hear Edward Forty Hands on a day where I was just, <laughs> Thinking about it with your hands is really bizarre. Uh, I got to straighten you out, Jack. Oh yeah, uh, you you kind of made this call you had. You, you kind of like tried to turn him into a weaver, or you know somebody that you had no idea what the heck he was talking about. Here's what he was talking about. He was trying to say uh, Jerry Jones has to answer to a completely different type of fan. And he brought up being in the military where six out of every ten guys was from Texas, right? Uh, and, and Jerry Jones was one of the few owners who spoke out about the anthem thing. That's because down there, uh, I'm going to give you the only example you need. The Dixie Chicks were the absolute biggest country act there was. They're so big, they come into Philly and they're selling out, okay? They're huge. And then at a concert in England, they badmouth the president, and their career has never been the same. It went right down the toilet for a comment that if Springsteen or Kanye West 
or John Fogarty, if any of them would have made the same comment, yeah, it would have gotten them more fans. The same comment would have gotten them more fans. But the Dixie, Dixie Chicks, who make their living in country music, oh, they found out you you can't badmouth a president from Texas. I'm telling you, that's what that guy was trying to explain to you that uh, Jerry Jones has to answer to a completely different kind of fan base than the owner of the Seahawks does, uh, than the owner of the Redskins does, than the owner of the Dolphins does. I'm just scoot- shooting okay, all around the yeah, country. Yeah, no, and, and that makes sense. And Not I, asked not me defending Jerry Jones, but yeah. I know what that guy was saying. Well, okay. Texas is a weird animal, man. Well, <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, it, it, I, it I believe is. you. They consider themselves barely part of the United States. They really do. They, they they consider themselves their own country. Uh, they're pretty damn big. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I, I remember going to the Alamo not even a year ago. Uh, me and my wife went to the Alamo. We went to Texas. I'd never been to Texas, never really had a desire to go to Texas, except uh, Austin is known as one of the best music towns. Uh, well, they call themselves the live music capital of the country. And it was a great town, really, really cool town Austin was. And so was San Antonio. But I went down to San Antonio, and we were in the Alamo, and I, and I asked one of the tour guys this question, and I was really his answer was really deep and angry, and this guy was just a you know a a, a guy who worked inside a museum with the jacket on with the little Alamo. Oh, well, on. all of those guys are angry. Everyone I, who works I, in a museum is angry. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that guy was trying to explain. That again, who we're not in the habit of trying to defend Jerry Jones. Yeah, but if you're the owner of a team in Texas, you 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 have a a, a fan base that thinks along those lines, and you got to be really you got to walk that line. Oh well, I can understand that, and when it comes to the anthem, but I, I didn't even said anything about Jerry and the anthem, which is why it threw me off because it, I can understand the people in Texas are different, but. I was talking about how Jerry, you know, he's he's running around with all these younger girls and stuff, and and recently the the kind of mess that he's been causing with the league. The no, owners I heard are you talking about, about kicking him, him out. Older, and that you're right on the money with. It doesn't look like he's uh, going to old, uh, going to age uh, gracefully. Uh, yeah. Back to the rivalry. Why? I think the number one reason is because they're in our division. I, I think you can stop right there. That's why the Giants. In fact, me and Mike Angelina uh, argue constantly. Mike swears the Giants are a bigger robbery. Uh, I disagree with that. I think most people do disagree with that. But it, there certainly is a, a Giants robbery in this area, too. Well, and a lot of it has to do they're in our division. We play them twice a year. Well, I think it's partially a generational thing. Because when do you become a fan? Or or who is more relevant? Like, Dallas became the team, the it team, as, as the hatred team. Because they won Super Bowls, they had Dion, they had Irvin, you know, all the swagger and everything. Yeah, but that's it's not just... when they become America's team. Well, that was like the 70s. They start becoming America's team with Roger Stallback, who, yeah. who nobody in this town hates Roger Stallback, despite the fact he's one of the greatest Cowboys of all time. I'm telling you, people in this town have nothing but respect for Roger Stallback. So I, I'm con- I don't know how it happens, because they won Super Bowls. Under him, uh, I, I I don't I couldn't answer that question other than to tell you they're in our division and they stand in our way often. Yeah, see, I I think it's kind of a place and time thing because the the nineties was very unique and I think that's a big part of it. Uh, and then the other thing is like to your guys' point with the Giants uh, over the past fifteen years, 
the Giants have been the bigger rival. No question about it. And that's the thing. Like, it's been such a long time since the 90s, and Dallas hasn't really been in the playoffs or been successful in the playoffs since then. So when you look around the division, it's like, yeah, the Giants won two Super Bowls. They've been pretty stable with Eli. They've won a lot of games. They've beaten the Eagles a lot to get where they're going. And so recently, younger fans, I, I would guess, they all think that the Giants are a big rivalry, and the whole Dallas thing is totally overblown. All right, we're really late. Let me just explain to you how old I really, truly am. Okay, my... Uh, I, I dislike the Giants even more than the Cowboys, which, you know, on this Cowboy weekend, I shouldn't even be saying that, but it's the truth. And the reason why is my old man despised. I heard calls with people talking about their fathers and everything. Yeah. My old man despised the Giants, despised them. But there were no Cowboys. They didn't even exist when my old man started hating the Giants. There were no, well, who do I hate, the Giants or the Cowboys? Well, yeah. There were no Cowboys. So he hated the Giants, Frank Gifford, the golden boy, my ass. You know, uh, it, really, he hated So I picked up on that. And that's how I ended up disliking the Giants even more than the Cowboys. It's it's a fascinating uh, conversation. I'm going to talk to you in about a half hour. Are you going to hang around with my show? Oh, tonight? yeah, you know it. It's Football Friday with Vince Quinn. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 